Thanks, Trevor. And it's time now for our question time. And if you'd like to ask a question in future weeks, you can either use the little piece of paper that says Connect Card, or a little bit more high tech, you can just scan one of the QR codes, either the one that's on the bottom of the Connect Card, or the one that's on the front of our news sheet. This week, we only have two questions. Sometimes we have 10, but only two. But uh, just to help us along and feel at home, I'll make sure the answers are really, really long. Actually, no. The first one's this. What happened to the people who rose the moment that Jesus died? Well, we've been talking about resurrection, and that's because 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the, the most recent chapter we've been looking at in 1 Corinthians, is all about the resurrection of the dead and the resurrection of Jesus. And I've got to say, this bit of the Bible is one of the most unusual and one of the most fun in some ways. Um, it's back in Matthew's Gospel, and it happens just at the very point where Jesus dies. Have a look at this. Matthew 27. Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. Yes, you read that right. Right at that very moment when Jesus died, suddenly there was basically earthquakes. The whole earth shook. It was dramatic. It was extraordinary, supernatural. And that point was exactly when all of these graves suddenly, all these tombs suddenly came open. And what happened? The bodies of many godly men and women who died were raised from the dead. And what happened next? Well, a couple of days later when Jesus rose, they left, verse 53, they left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. Uh, can you imagine what that must have been like? Sort of just, you go down to the shops and there's John. John, wasn't I at your funeral about a week ago? Yeah, you'll never believe what happened. No, this is incredible. To think that around them were a bunch of people who had been raised from the dead, and you think, oh, that's just too hard to believe. It, it can't possibly be true. But that is as true as everything else that we read in Matthew's account of Jesus' life and death. So um, why I think it's so much fun is because it gives us this glimpse into just how everything shakes when Jesus dies. Nothing remains the same. It's not like he just had this sort of spiritual death on his own up there on the cross. Everything is changed the moment he dies. And suddenly there's all these people running around saying, hey, guess what? <laughs> you wouldn't believe what happened to me. No, wow. So what happened to them after that? I don't know. We really don't know. Uh, we can speculate in different ways. Uh, it may well be that as they rose from the dead, they, like Lazarus, were able to continue to walk around for quite some time. And it's, you know, they'd stand them up in front of church, meet a member, so tell us a bit about your life. Well, you know, I, I went through life, I died a tragic death. Then, this first Easter, suddenly you wouldn't believe what happened. Here I am, like, woo, bouncing around, chatting to people, and I've been like that for 20 years. Could be like that's the story. We don't know. It could also have been that soon after they were raised from the dead, they then went to, uh, went to heaven to be with Jesus in some sort of way. We're not really sure. But the point is they came to life. And their life is exactly what will happen to us 
if we trust in Jesus, and there's more talk about that when we get to 1 Corinthians 15, the third bit. Second of two, only two questions is, now that Jesus is 2IC, what's God doing? So 2IC means second in command. And this all goes back to what we've been seeing in 1 Corinthians 15. There's a bit about how God the Father sends God the Son to go into battle. And, well, the question is, if Jesus is the one who's the second in command, what's God doing back at head office sort of thing? Well, let's have a look. Verse 28, it says, Then when all things are under his authority... The son will put himself under God's authority so that God who gave his son authority over all things will be utterly supreme over everything everywhere. You know how we've got this thing called the Trinity, right? So we have three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. That's the extraordinary thing that we have as the one who we worship, God who is in relationship. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have different roles. They're not identical. They're equally important, but they have different roles. And this is one of those examples where God the Father has sent God the Son to deal with death. And so that's what happens here. The Son goes out to battle. He deals with death, he defeats, he has a victory over death and of sin and the devil and then almost like a great warrior comes back and then returns to be under the authority of the one who sent him. Now, Does that mean that God the Father was sitting back doing nothing while God the Son was off out at battle? No, they're both busy all the time having different roles in that way and so what is God doing as Jesus is 2IC? Well, he's doing what he's always been doing, continuing to lead and continuing to rule. And what I love about how there's three persons in the Trinity is that God was never lonely. It's not like he needed us because he's like, gee, I'd love a friend to talk to. He's got himself, he himself, as the Trinity. And with that relationship, he can then love and has extra love for us as well, which is a wonderful thing. Great questions. Thank you so much. It's now time for us to have... Our prayer time. Thanks, Gabe.